that down to, uh, to proper height. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed for uh, inviting me and uh, really enjoy coming to speak at uh, Food for Thought. One of the reasons for enjoying speaking here is that you never have to come up with answers for anything because as the title suggests, this is food for thought. So anything that is said, it's not necessarily right, it's not necessarily wrong, but hopefully it will make people think a little bit and that's, uh, that's the objective. Um, now I was looking around the room very carefully to see if I could see any dark or blonde hair that hadn't come out of a bottle. Um, <laughs> And I did notice Fraser, so very pleased you're here with us, Fraser, nice younger member of the audience. Um, so John has alluded to uh, the fact of me having three grandchildren over the past year, and uh, it has been a, a change of time in my life and, um, and my wife Sally's life as well. And uh, that's part of what I wanted to sort of chat about today. Uh, because it's the start of a new year, it's um, time perhaps when we reflect upon what's happened in the past and maybe think a little bit about what the, the future holds and about some of the changes um, and so on that are, that are ahead. Um, now, surprisingly, Peter didn't ask me for a subject for today's talk, which um, I'm disappointed with because I'd come up with what I thought was quite a good one. And uh, the, the subject for today is gorilla monsoon... I can't even say it. Gorilla monsoon and the radar chart. There we go. So that's got you thinking, hasn't it, already? Gorilla monsoon and the radar chart. And we will come on to think about both those things a little bit later on. Um, in 2022, uh, after a 32-year career break, I started to play cricket again. And that was why I wanted to mention Fraser, because Fraser, we played against each other, I think, last season, didn't we, in 2023. Anyway, the first season, I played for Midsummer Norton Methodist. We played in Division 10 of the Bristol and District, uh, Bristol and District Cricket League. Uh, and in my first season, we got relegated. <laughs> so last season, we played in Division 11. But very fortunately, because there's been a league reorganisation and they've put it into regions, we're now in Division 8, which I think is an improvement. <laughs> anyway, in the first season... Um, what I noticed was, number one, there is a lot more ethnic diversity in the game of cricket than when I played previously. The second thing is, the, the other players are a lot younger than I remember them. And the third thing was, they're all a lot better than I remember them. And, and actually, my own ability has probably plummeted a little bit as well. Anyway, so the first season, I won a cup. Um, at the end of the season, we have a, an annual dinner, and I won a cup, and it was the Captain's Cup. And I looked at it, and I thought, well, I wonder what that is actually for, because I hadn't really done brilliantly, either batting or fielding or bowling. And um, essentially, the Captain's Cup is just given to somebody who's kind of, you know, made a contribution, but hasn't actually done anything particularly good. 
And it's kind of, thanks for coming along, Paul. Um, and it's lovely that you've joined in with us. And we're going to give you this because, you know, it'll make you feel better. Anyway, I am slightly competitive, as people might know. So I thought, right, 2023 season, I'm going to, you know, really try a little bit harder. And I won another cup. Look. Oh, there we go. Best bowling average. Wow, there you go. So I didn't quite get top wicket taker. I was one wicket off that. But best bowling average, and that means sort of giving the least amount of runs between wickets, the, the sort of average number of runs. Um, I was very proud of this, particularly when I look on the back and see some of the previous winners, basically Stuart Green, actually, who's a very good cricketer. Um, but it just sort of spoke a little bit about uh, improvements and changes and, and so on that we can make in our lives. And um, obviously, I tried really hard at cricket to, to sort of improve myself and, and make myself a little bit better. And this has become sort of particularly relevant this year in thinking about the three grandchildren that we've had. It's, it's lovely. Um, I can remember their names. Fred, Ella, and Jude. It's really helpful because they've all got four letters, not too, too taxing. I can remember the months that they were born in as well. I can't actually remember the dates. But as life goes on, and we all find this, don't we, um, new things come in and actually present us with, with new challenges, new things to think about because... Um, as far as I'm aware, nobody's ever taught anybody to be a grandfather or a grandmother. Um, but I'm looking around and I see plenty of experience in this room. And hopefully you'll be able to help me when I get things wrong. Because actually I don't know what have I got to do for these little children, people. Um, and it made me think as well that actually... If we were to try and sum up life, and maybe this is something we can agree or disagree with, I thought, well, maybe you could sum it up with, in two ways. It's, it's about relationships, and it's about responsibilities. Relationships and responsibilities. We could maybe sum our lives up in, in that way and think, well, you know, how are we with our relationships, and, and what about our responsibilities. In 2023 as well, and John alluded to my great age, I became 60, which is a bit of a milestone. I don't feel 60. I probably look it, but I don't feel it. But again, it's, it's a part of life that comes to you and, and you actually realise, well, there is the, the sort of passage of time going on. And, and again, that makes us think about you know, our relationships, and it also makes us think about our responsibilities. Also in 2023, my mum died. She was 96, so she had a, a fantastic and long life. She left 1919 great-grandchildren, which is remarkable, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, quite, quite mind-boggling. Um, but when she died, 
it caused me to think about how had I been as a son? You know, had I fulfilled what she would have wanted from me? Had I done a good job? And I suppose when we reflect upon those things, you, you perhaps if you're honest with yourself, you recognise that, well, maybe I could have done better. Maybe I could have been a better youngest son to my mum. Um, and since she's died, I've, I've thought about that a lot. You know, we've spent a lot of time clearing a house out and um, spent a lot of time with my, my older siblings doing those things. And it, and it just, again, makes, makes us think about how have we, how have we been. Um, a few weeks ago, Sally and I went to uh, the Shard in London. Has anybody been to the Shard? Yeah, okay, I mean, you, you go up and lift 70-odd floors. You're 800 feet above the, the city of London around Tower Bridge. Um, and there's an outdoor viewing platform, uh, which is, is terrific. It was quite windy, and I'm not particularly good at heights. I don't mind looking down, but when I look up, um, yeah, it gives me... <laughs> anyway... Uh, but it gives you a, a brilliant view of the whole of, of London. You can see right out to Wembley Stadium. You can see the Olympic Stadium. You can see miles. When you look directly down, you can see Southwark Cathedral, which is sort of in a triangle of railway lines. And you can also see trains coming in and out of London Bridge Station, and they look like model trains. It's just astonishing um, the reason just for mentioning that is that sometimes when we're thinking about our lives we we need to perhaps take a, a different perspective uh, maybe a, a higher perspective to try and look at what do our lives look like what do our relationships and responsibilities look like so Gorilla Monsoon, I keep getting it wrong, Gorilla Monsoon, thank you very much. Now, Gorilla Monsoon is an actual person, believe it or not. He was a professional wrestler from the 1960s, um, in fact, right the way through to the 1980s, and then he became the voice of the Worldwide Wrestling, Worldwide Wrestling Federation. And he had lots of... Lots of sayings, and one of those sayings was about the um, irresistible force meeting the immovable object. And it was when he was commentating on a couple of wrestlers. One was Hulk Hogan, who you may have heard of, and the other one was Andre the Giant, who apparently stood seven feet four inches tall, I read on Wikipedia, if that's to be believed. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. Um, and it made me think a little bit about uh, a passage in the Bible, in the Gospel of Mark, when Jesus is met by the rich young ruler. And I've always had a sort of, a, a, I've always found that, that sort of passage. To be, uh, to be really, you know, helpful for me. 
to read. Not because I'm rich and found out I'm not young anymore and I don't rule anything, least of all my own family. Um, but when Jesus is confronted with this person, this young ruler, the young ruler is, is ambitious. He, he wants to know what's he got to do to inherit, in, you know, inherit eternal life. And he, Jesus asks him about, you know, well, have you kept the commandments? Have you, you know, done what you should have done? And he reels them all off and he says, yeah, I've kept all of these since I was a boy. And then Jesus looks at him. And the translations say he looks at him and he loved him. He said, yeah, but there's one more thing. He said, you, you need to sell all of your possessions and give the money to the poor. Then you'll inherit eternal life. See, Jesus was looking at that rich young ruler from a different perspective. He was looking at his relationship with money from a different perspective. And it says that the rich young ruler went away sad, downcast, because he loved the things that he had. He loved money and he wasn't prepared to give it up. And for us as well, when we think about our relationships and when we think about our responsibilities, perhaps we need to be challenged a little bit from a different perspective. Just as I've been thinking about this last year about my mum um, and whether I was a, a good enough son, whether I've done the right things for her, whether I've supported her in the right way while she was alive. So all of us with our, our whole lives perhaps need to take a, a different perspective. And that brings us on to the radar chart. It's sometimes called a star chart. And uh, the radar chart is used for assessing performance. And what I want us to do, and sorry, we've got to concentrate really hard now before dessert, is just to put ourselves in the middle of a circle. So here's us, and there's a circle around us. And at various points around this circle are maybe different people. That's our relationships. It may be our work colleagues, it may be our family members, our sons, our daughters, our aunties, our uncles, our brothers and sisters. And maybe if we think about those individual points, we draw a line as to how, how good are those relationships? How do, the, how do we see them at the moment? And as you do it, you sort of get to perhaps different points. You maybe get right to the very edge of the circle, which is it's really good. But for some of the other people, it might be not so good. And you end up with essentially this radar chart and, and from it you can plot and see where things are good and where they're, they're not so good. And then the same can be done with our responsibilities, you know, the things that we are supposed to be doing. So on my new radar chart, I've got 
being a granddad. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I'm not really sure how well I'm doing on that at the moment, to be honest. Um, I think better ask the grandchildren. They can't speak yet, <laughs> so they're going to say I'm doing great. Um, but as I said, with my relationship with my mum and my responsibility as a son to her, I wonder how I'd have scored myself on that. And again, this chart, it perhaps gives us a view of our lives from a different perspective. And as I was thinking about the chart, I was thinking about our lives and thinking, well, actually, we, we want our lives to, to feel good, don't we? To be relatively smooth, to, to go along, you know, not too bumpily. Bumple is a word, probably isn't, but anyway. And actually, if we think about that, we think about joining up those lines, the closer we are to the outer edge of that, with all of the relationships and all of the responsibilities, the smoother that outer circle, the outer line is going to be. If we've got even one relationship or one responsibility that is very poor, that's going to put a horrible sort of lump in our chart, isn't it? And as we're going along in life, we're going to go, du-dum, du-dum. And we're going to wonder, I wonder why my life feels a bit du-dum. And it's because of that. It's because of that one thing. And maybe that's the thing that we need to focus upon, maybe to get it fixed. I've been really grateful this year that although it was very sad for our family when my mum died, it's actually been really very beneficial for my relationships with my two older sisters and my older brother because we were quite distant from one another. But because of having to sort of come together and think about my mum and my mum's affairs and think about what to do with her property and, and those other things we've actually been drawn much closer together as a result. And we've actually found that we've got more in common than we imagined, um, which has been really good for me, and I've, I've found that really, really helpful. So, today, have a think about our relationships and our responsibilities as we go into this this new year. And I'd like just to share one thing. Um, we're actually burying my mum's ashes on Wednesday in, in North Devon. And uh, you know my youngest son, Sam, he's a, he's a songwriter and he's a, a musician as well as doing other things. Um, and he, just before my mum died, went to see her in hospital and he did some video uh, around that visit and he put a, put a song out that he'd written a couple of years ago called As We Go and he was very fortunate because they played it on Radio 2 which was, which was great um, and the last part of the song just says this we're just humans leaving footsteps in the sand. 
And that's all we are today, isn't it? We're leaving footsteps in the sand, and, and I just to ask us all to consider those footsteps. Where are we leaving them? What do they look like? And uh, what impact do we have upon others in our relationships and in our responsibilities? Thank you ever so much for listening. I think it's definitely time for dessert, isn't it? And um, again, thank you very much for the invitation today. Really do appreciate it. And uh, I will actually just say one thing, because we were having a heated debate, Sarah, on our table about the name of the band. Um, and I said, well, why can't it be called Well and Old Folk? And Sarah, your name came up, and they said, well, I'm afraid we've thought about it, but it was discounted because Sarah is too young. I'll leave it there. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Paul. That was, that was great. And, uh, amazing topic to uh, this time of year to start the new year that we can, we can spend all that time the rest of the year re-evaluating who we are and where we are, where we fit in, how we relate to other people. I can give you the, uh, the uh, dates of your grandchildren's um, birth dates if you want, Paul. So if you're struggling with that, just ask. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's time for pudding. <laughs>